You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Mic check, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me on the show again today is Jay Anglin, contributor to waterfowl360.com as a migration alert editor for the Great Lakes region. Jay, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just up here, uh, enjoying the indoor life, uh, looking out the window, wishing I could uh, exist out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, uh, you know, we did one of these, I don't know, about three weeks ago, and it was ho-hum, you know, ducks, geese are stale. You know, northern Michigan was still holding a bunch of birds. Um, and it was just kind of a little bit of a depressing conversation that we were having. And then, and now we've had this winter weather system hit earlier this week, um, really over the weekend. Um, and we're sitting here in Memphis at about four degrees. The lake out front is completely covered in ice, um, all pretty rare. And so that has put really a spotlight on, you know, Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas, North Louisiana, where um, I think guys are getting out into this wintry mix and finding some birds that 
possibly were not there uh, prior to about 10 days ago. So, Jay, really kind of paint the picture for what you guys are dealing with up there. And we can kind of just go around the Great Lakes region and talk about, you know, how that weather changed and what it really did for hunters up there. Well, you know, no secret, we've had exceptionally warm falls. Um, you know, a lack of ice and winter weather has kept birds farther north fairly consistently, you know, over the last, gosh, you know, five to 10 years. And of course, you know, those guys down south are so dependent on that. So, you know, we get towards the end of our seasons and we're, we're kind of rooting for everybody down there, you know? And uh, I know I do and a lot of guys I hunt with do. I mean, it's exciting because we know guys just like us are down there and they don't really have much to work with. So, you know, normally this sort of thing happens every year, but it, 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 it's usually a little earlier and it's not as drastic. So in this particular case, you know, hunting Saturday, it was cold, of course, and windy, uh, but it was still in the high 20s. Wind chills were a little low, you know, a little lower than normal. And then 12 hours later, it's minus five and, you know, 50 mile per hour gusts. So um, a lot of birds that were hung up up here. And, and there was a, a, a starting to be a little bit of a push. It was a slow trickle, picked up speed a little. Guys down south were seeing a few more birds. Uh, we lost our specks up here. We were holding quite a few specks in northern Indiana, at least where I live. Those bailed maybe three or four days before this bomb cyclone sort of started to drop, which doesn't surprise me. But nonetheless, it was kind of interesting to see birds just finally leaving. And then up north, there was still a lot of mallards in Michigan and Wisconsin and of course, Canada geese, they had probed as far north as northern Michigan and northern Wisconsin. Well, those birds are, they didn't come down here. They just kept going. Uh, we got a little, we got a little influx late last week, um, which was fun because it kind of shook things up. Uh, and we beat on them a little bit, frankly, <laughs> because they're kind of new to the area and they don't know where they're supposed to be. And then poof, they're gone. And so we went from kind of your normal winter setup with some snow, wind, Got the whites out, the, the snow covers for the blinds. Would go into what I call, you know, snow protocol, which is really our best time to shoot uh, mallards and geese in the fields. We skipped through that in about twelve hours, and now we are full Arctic, and there's nothing. I mean, the the lakes froze so quick um, that you know, lake I grew up on was the deepest lake in Indiana. It was frozen within thirty six hours. Um, pack ice on the rivers I guide literally overnight. So, yeah, um, you know, we're going to get a thaw next week, and I think that's pretty ubiquitous all around, um, you know, the Great Lakes region. But, uh, you know, how many birds will come back up? And, of course, there's holdouts here and there. The river systems have been really important. Um, and, of course, the Great Lakes are still, you know, open for the most part. There is some flow ice, you know, bouncing around. But, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's nuts. I'm not – this was like a slam the door in your face kind of situation, frankly. Yeah, now you guys were still hunting Canada's up there, but your regular duck season's closed, correct? Yeah, so northern Indiana, most of Illinois, um, uh, you know, most of Ohio, of course, Michigan, Wisconsin, et cetera, with Minnesota, they've been closed ducks-wise. So the middle zone in Indiana in the south zone uh, through last weekend, and now it's just the south zone. So down along the Ohio River, the, you know, the southwest Indiana, Wabash River corridor that I know you're intimately familiar with. But what's interesting is my contacts down there um, you know, there was all this talk on Friday and into Saturday, what's going to happen. And it appears that the vast majority of birds just flew right over them and, and got into, you know, at, at a minimum, Kentucky, Tennessee, where you guys are, but, you know, and obviously just kept rolling. Now, interestingly, the Ohio, which is a huge, you know, as you know, it's just a massive river. Um, in some places, it's 
really, you know, every bit as big as the Mississippi in that stretch. They did have some big migrant days, apparently, uh, starting on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, guys were picking up some like major flight birds through there, but I haven't heard anything since. I, su- I, I suspect those birds have moved on. Yeah, I was able to hunt last week over in Arkansas, and it, it was kind of fun to watch the transition of, um, you know, so Thursday and Friday, really. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we were looking at, you know, gadwalls, green wings, shovelers. Um, by Friday, you know, our bags were mainly consistent of mallards and pintails. Like, it went um, by Saturday. I didn't hunt, but, you know, some other people did, and that was, it was pure mallards. You know, it was not that transition of some of those early migrants that we've had in Arkansas all year. I mean, I know guys who shot blue wings um, in December and, and even right up to January. I mean, that transition from those ducks into those hardy birds, it was it was visible. So I'm thinking, you know, kind of looking at this anecdotally, but, um, you know, I'm thinking that Arkansas, Mississippi, you know, those states really picked up some birds over the weekend right before they got slammed. And so, you know, right now you're, we're looking at single digits, um, and those ducks that ended up here have now found, you know, either some open water, maybe the White River, Cache River, Arkansas River, Mississippi River, um, or they have just gone south, further south, which is kind of hard to imagine considering just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how, you know, how all those ducks were hung up in Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota still, and their seasons had been out for three weeks and they still had ducks up there. But sounds like that door closed pretty quick. It did. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, the conservation side of me, you know, really kicks in now where I've, I've had some guys call me, hey, I found some birds you want to go. And I'm like, absolutely not. They're in survival mode. Uh, you know, they, they had the ability to feed heavily when they needed to. The weather has been so warm. Many days they just didn't bother or like maybe they picked some grass and mallards would sit around the marsh and poke around at whatever was left to eat. But for the most part, anything really from here you know, obviously northward, but way down close to you guys, there's uh, there's a lot of birds that are sort of in survival mode. And thankfully, they were in peak condition coming in because the fact that it has been warm, they haven't had any, you know, really had, had to burn a lot of calories and they've had good food. I mean, they were picking corn in Wisconsin and Michigan and Indiana two weeks ago in some cases. So, um, you know, birds had a lot of a lot to work with. And so when they did make that big jump in super cold temperatures, um, obviously that's stressful. They burn up a lot of body mass and, uh, you know, they found some places down there where they could feed and, and have open water. So, you know, good for them. Um, I think as we get warm next week and I'm talking, you know, we're going to get potentially into the forties as far North as here, um, and rain and runoff. I think you're going to have primarily the big Canada's are going to turn around and come right back in particular local birds that push, you know, they might push 40, 50, 60, 80 miles or whatever, find a river somewhere. But, um, we'll be back in business on the dark geese pretty quick. Uh, ducks wives, uh, man, I mean, you know, you've got what you're going to get down there basically. Cause I'm not seeing anything up here. I'm talking onesie twosies type stuff. There's two canvas back, four redheads and eight hours and a black duck down and downtown at the park. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. But other than that, there just really isn't much up here. Yeah, and I think for you guys, and I think it pretty speaks to itself all across the board, it's not necessarily always just the cold, but it's when you guys get that 12 inches of snow in that area and it really cuts that field access out for all those birds. It really forces them. That's that's when they have to leave. There's no not much of an option left. No, so 
there's, they, you know, big beasts will dig through eight, 10 inches of snow. It's not the end of the world for them. But, and of course, some mallards and blacks will come along for the ride. Occasionally, a pintail might be mixed in. But in this case, we had snow, rain, snow, rain, and it turned to slush. And then it froze. And on top of that, we got the eight to 10, in some cases, 12 inches in this area, Northwest Indiana, which is pretty much the snowiest area in, Mich- in Indiana. Uh, you know, further north, further north, you know, Michigan just got absolutely pounded for days on end with lake effect. Um, so yeah, no, there's very little to feed on. Actually, at this time, normally what I do, I do is I go out and check on some dairies that are going to spread manure on on top of the snow, um, and that's where your dark geese will, you know, the, the ones that are really holding out will start to focus on that, which sounds disgusting, but um, you know, <laughs> it's 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 Canada goose hunting in the Midwest, but. In this case, interestingly, most of the farmers were able to empty their tanks, you know, a couple of weeks within, say, a two two week window prior to the the freeze and the snow. So I'm not even seeing that around here, um, which I've never seen before. They almost always have something left that they can spread, and they like to do that on the snow because it disperses it better. And of course, it's equipment hand, you know, can drive in the fields a lot easier when it's frozen like this. But bottom line is, yeah, again, we just. You know, some of the drainage ditches with uh, watercress, there's going to be some mallards in there. Those birds are our, what I call our winter birds. Uh, they, they, this is as far south as they get. And as soon as it warms up, they're boom, they're right back up to 300 miles further north. You know, we have those birds. We, we do have those birds, but they're not ever going to go south another 100 miles. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're all kind of looking at the thaw next week. Um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday here, definitely going to, all out. Rice fields are going to open up. You know, some of that food availability uh, is going to be, I mean, all those food sources are just back in business. And so I know a lot of guys are waiting on that, kind of looking forward to that. And uh, unfortunately, I'll be in Las Vegas at SHOT Show. So I will not be able to take advantage of the thaw this season. Um, and we're getting late. You know, it is by that time, I mean, we're going to be Shoot, by the time I get back, 25th, 26th, we've only got about five days left um, down here. So, And I know Southern Indiana runs almost all the way to the end of January. Uh, I think Southern Illinois does as well. Uh, so there's definitely going to be still some opportunities for some of these Great Lakes region hunters. Yeah, Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana, we're lockstep with you guys. It, we, you know, We're one of those states that pushes it as far as you can, uh, the way the zones are set up. Of course, everybody up here is always upset because it doesn't go any later, but you know, growing up, we never had the ability to hunt ducks in early January. We did this year in northern Indiana, which is pretty remarkable. But um, yeah, I, I mean, guys that have given up, I know a ton of guys. I put all my stuff away. All my stuff's washed and clean, gun scrub. Uh, you know, this is a great time to go and explore some new ground and, and, and check it out or call some buddies that, you know, you've known for a long time and don't ever hook up. And I, I have a feeling that last five to ten days here coming up real quick it's going to be a real barn burner for quite a few waterfowlers over a huge patch of real estate in this country good because i think those are the guys who kind of took it on the chin early in the season too um kind of dealt with that mild mild weather the whole season long until really this final stretch so um, hopefully it opens up some opportunities for them absolutely again you know we root for everybody it's it's uh you know, we're all brothers in this and sisters and what, whatever, however you want to term it. But uh, this has just been one of those seasons where a lot of people have said it's the worst season I've ever had. And, and you know, it, it's there's not a whole lot we can do about it. It's just the way things are with the weather this year. And so, I, you know, I, I, I look forward to seeing a lot of great photos on uh, 
social media guys having some really great hunts here coming up real soon. Yep, they're going to have it. Well, Jay, this has been great. I appreciate you joining me on here and just giving a quick little update of what the weather kind of looks like throughout the Great Lakes region. Um, and, you know, hopefully what we're looking at here within the next four or five days, you guys will get some open water, um, especially the guys in southern Indiana. They should. Southern Illinois hunting should really start picking up in that area. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it should end on, on a high note. I'm still hoping to kind of sneak down there. I have to clear it with the boss. So, <laughs> Well, good luck. <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, for coming on the podcast today and just talking about some of the Great Lakes winter weather they've got going on right now. I'd like to thank Chris Isaac, our podcast producer, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU Podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.